When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, welcome to the Aggie Soccer Hour with Coach G, live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on Harvey Road in College Station. Brought to you by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Visit Rudy's.com to find real Texas barbecue near you. Now, the Aggie Soccer Hour with Coach G. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road. It's the Aggie Soccer Hour with Texas A&M head coach G. Guerreri. I'm David Ellis, and alongside on my right here is the aforementioned head coach for Texas A&M soccer in his 27th season at A&M and the fourth winning as coach in women's college soccer among all active coaches. And that would be G. Guerreri. Welcome, G. Howdy, Dave. It's good to be here. Thank you for a uh, great introduction. And uh, anyone who's out driving around, I know it's a little. it looks like we got a little bit of uh, threatening clouds out there. So uh, get off the roads and come on in here to uh, Rudy's tonight for some barbecue and get a chance to uh, meet two of our, uh, of our new freshman stars uh, in the next segment. Uh, Allie Russell will be here as well as uh, Katie Smith. So good opportunity to meet them and also talk about these two games this weekend. Absolutely. Texas A&M started the week out in Provo, Utah. I had forgotten what 70 degrees feels like. (laughs) It's not bad. Uh, 
But we went out to Provo to take on the 10th-ranked BYU Cougars. I know – well, you know what the, you talk about the temperature yeah. is – as soon as we all walked out of the Salt Lake City airport and right. all of the players kind of looked at each other like, oh, my goodness, you know, just because it, it was it was nice and refreshing and cool. It, and it, it man, was it was it was it was a nice remembrance of what springtime felt felt like six months ago. Yeah. And you weren't uh, sweating after you walked about 20 feet. It was really kind of <laughs> nice. Uh, and the people out there were great. Salt uh, Provo, Utah, a very nice town. If you haven't been there, the Aggies. Uh, Went, played, came out on the field against a BYU team that I think arguably played their very best game of the year. I mean, that was top-shelf soccer uh, on the part of BYU. And, and, and I know you were not uh, completely satisfied with the performance that uh, Texas A&M put up against BYU. And when you do that, you end up losing. And that's what happened. Well, it was a com- combination of, of two things. Number one, like you said, BYU on the night was fantastic. And you can't take anything away from them. It was a great crowd. It was a Pretty pretty full house. There's over three thousand at the uh, in the stadium. They were they were loud, boisterous. Uh, all but about fourteen of them were in blue and right. And the thing about that though is that that's no excuse against us because our girls are used to playing in front of big crowds. So actually, it's something that we are very used to and, and actually enjoy playing in front of big crowds more than playing in front of small crowds. So that actually was uh, was not the factor. Field was nice. Um, you know. Uh, but again, more than anything, BYU was awesome. I mean, they really, really were good. Uh, Elise Flake had two goals. They gave her two goals. The first goal was a was a deflection off of uh, Jordan Hill, unfortunately. And it, it was an own goal, but it was their statistician, so they gave him the goal. Um, and then the second goal came only three minutes later. And with the exception of that, um, you know, our defense was stout on the night. They did a great job. I thought that... You know, Carlina Sample is the best defender I've seen so far this year in all of our games. With we've played a lot, a lot of great players uh, against a lot of great players, but Carlina has been absolutely just rock solid back there. And uh, uh, Bree Alston had a super night uh, that night. Uh, Callan Walton played well. Jordan Hill played well. Um, and then uh, Shan, uh, you know, Chantel Hutton had at least I think eight saves. Yeah, that's on the, correct. Eight on saves. the night, and it was. Uh, and she had to make those eight saves. I mean, they were they were on top of us, and uh, we had to, we made a quick adjustment at halftime, and that pretty much stemmed the tide of their attack for the rest of the game. Um, although Shan still had to make some saves, and we were still playing on the back foot for most of the time. And you know, a little bit different too. I was talking with Craig Potts today at uh, at Ellis, um, and we were talking about just what a perfect surface we play on, um, and the surface at BYU was nice. But once the sun went down, that dew settled on onto the ground. You know, I, I don't know if that's uh, because of the mountains or what it was, but it made it really, really slick, and we looked like giraffes on on roller skates for for some of the uh, right. for, for some of the second half, just trying to keep our balance. And uh, obviously, they were it was home field advantage. They did a great job with it. So, the big thing was, you know, that's our first loss in a very long time, and uh, you know, how is the team going to respond? And you know, we have to travel. So we traveled all day on Wednesday. We got there. We played on Thursday night. We stayed over Thursday night. We traveled all day on Friday. You know, we left the hotel at 6 o'clock in the morning, um, and we got back to, uh, back to College Station at about a little after 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. 
Saturday, we had a, a training session in the morning because there was an evening football game. Sure. And then, uh, and then a game on Sunday. So against a team that didn't play on Thursday or Friday, who was more fresh than we were, even though we were at home. So that, the big question for us was how, how were we going to respond and bounce back or were we going to bounce back or was that going to be uh, an anchor that's tied around our neck? And I think the, uh, I think the ladies really answered that question uh, resoundingly well, um, scoring three goals pretty early in the first half and uh, looking much, much more like ourselves um, in all aspects of the game on, uh, on Sunday night. So uh, I feel good. 4 nothing win. Uh, Ali Allie Watt with two goals, had an assist to Ossis uh, Aus- daughter on Ossis's first goal of the year. And then, um, you know, Tara Zemer, who was our guest last week, uh, scored scored her first goal of the year. So we've got Allie and uh, Katie here. So hopefully that's a trend that they'll get their right. first goal next week as well. Yep. That was, actually, that was the first goal of uh, Tara Zemer's career. Yeah. Uh, Yep. So she had a couple of assists last year, but but that was the first goal of her career. Good celebration too. Absolutely, it was. And then as you as you uh, mentioned, Austin uh, Holdis' uh, daughter with her first of the season. I think her the fifth of her of her career, and uh, and uh, but more than anything, you know, I think that the 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 big we made some adjustments right. um, from. And again, that's one of the nice things about the schedule that we play. We play teams for reasons. We play good teams because we know that we're going to be challenged by teams and we need we need to be stretched. There's a lot of teams out there who might be undefeated right now who haven't really had a challenge yet. And uh, we needed to have a challenge. Santa Clara was a great challenge. Pepperdine was a great challenge. These guys were a great challenge. Brown was a great challenge. But the things that we learned about ourselves, we were able to tweak a few things, um, especially with our attack and uh, kind of with our forwards, what our forwards are doing what, and what our outside midfielders are doing. And I, I think that that made a, a big, big difference in uh, the way that we were able to play on Sunday night. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And it, it, it and there was, uh, there was, at least to me, it seemed like a new, a different attitude uh, yeah. coming out Sunday. And, and, that, and that was good. I want to switch gears here very abruptly. Okay. Because we'll forget because uh, we've done it already. Uh, you have got your Coach G uh, oh, charity, uh, golf tournament. charity golf tournament coming up. So the ter- the, our, this will be the third annual uh, Cavalry Youth um, Charity Golf Classic, which is going to be out at the Traditions Club in December on Monday, December 9th. And this is, uh, this is basically a, a charity for local kids. And it's the opportunity. It gives kids here in Bryan College Station in Brazos County the opportunity to play competitive soccer. This keeps costs down for, for these kids. It keeps costs down for their families. Um, last year, we were able to give away more than $35,000 to uh, to folks to help help out needy families. And uh, that's exactly what this tournament is about. If you are if you would like to play, and we would love to have you, we had, we've had a really good um Really good uh, response so far from folks signing up. But just go to CoachGGolf.com. That's CoachGGolf.com, and that will take you directly to the tournament page. You can learn about uh, levels that you can help as a, uh, as a sponsor and getting your foursome in there. And uh, we would love to have you. Again, this is going to be a Monday. That's the day after the national championship game for the NCAA uh, out at Traditions Club. Yeah, and that's a great golf course, and it's a, it's a great time. Uh, I put a team together last year. Unfortunately, last year, we got so much rain in the fall. So much rain in the fall. Didn't get to play, but the cool thing was we got to go out and play uh, a different time at a different time. And so it, it turned out to be great. So I just wanted to bring that up. You, again, that's CoachGGolf.com uh, for uh, the golf tournament benefiting uh, 
local stalker here in the community. All right, we're going to take our first break of the night. You're listening to the Aggie Soccer Hour live from Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road in College Station. We'll be right back right after this. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome back, everybody, to Ruby's Barbecue. It's the... Coach G Soccer Hour here at Rudy's Barbecue. And I've got to remind you, you know, soccer and barbecue lovers know that the perfect brisket needs the right wood. And Rudy smokes all their meats using their delicious signature rubs and 100% oak-fired pits. Get your real Texas barbecue fix today at Rudy's or on the web at rudys.com. This is our favorite segment of the show because we always have a couple of players here. And we have two of our freshmen Aggie soccer players and over the course of the next four years you're going to see these young ladies a lot uh, and I want to introduce them to you now see, seated at to my immediate right from uh, Tulsa Oklahoma right uh, freshman Katie Smith and to her immediate right from Katie Texas a freshman, Allie Russell. Welcome to both of you guys. Thanks, Thanks Thank for uh, coming out. We appreciate it very, very much. I've got to tell you, so as freshmen, are you a little bit nervous? Mm. <laughs> not really. Yeah. Not too bad. Well, that's no but fun. But you're easy to talk to. So. Okay, well, all right. It, well, it it's a lot more fun for me if you're nervous, you know. <laughs> then, then it's easy. All right, so I ask you beforehand to write a question for each other, and I... And I uh, told you, I specifically asked you not to show it to the other person. And did you listen? No, you didn't. Because I so we just toss those in the fire. Yeah, and ask. We'll and, bring and, our own that's out. right. And just throw these out. But actually, they're pretty good questions. So, all right, for, for Katie, uh, this is what Allie wrote. What happens if you score two goals? Well, I made a deal with my parents um, kind of in the spring that if I scored two goals, I could get a puppy. Not again. <laughs> we went through this last year. And you know what? I, I talked. I, I spoke to her. I spoke to her, her dad, Bob, and I was like, Bob, it needs to be like at least 10 goals. That's, 10 goals yes. to get it. Because yes. she's, well, we she just has changed that to 10. <laughs> okay. That's, I can't believe your parents d- did that. They settled way, way too long. Well, she has two assists so far on, on the season, so it's a, the season is young. She's getting closer and closer. Okay. All right. All right. You get to 10, we'll talk puppy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, and for Allie, Katie wanted uh, to know, what has been your most embarrassing moment in college? Um, so, since she did show me already, I've had a little time to think. Uh-huh. But I could only... You're, you're, you make it sound like there's been a lot of embarrassing yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying since to you've think. been in college. I was really trying to think, and I'm sure there's been more, but most recently... <laughs> I mean, was just like, today. Yeah, on, it was li- <laughs> literally yesterday. I'm pretty sure yesterday, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was in the elevator by myself, not even thinking, on my phone, and was singing out loud. And the doors open. I walked out and kept singing. And these people 
were outside of the elevator and I was like, oh my gosh. And they looked at me and tried to look away because it was so awkward and I just, I walked out as fast as I could because I was so uncomfortable. So you're a one woman flash mob just kind of <laughs> yeah, walking through yeah. the lobby and stuff exactly. like that. That's good. Exactly. What were you singing? I couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. I couldn't, I was so nervous after I forgot. All right. So, uh, Allie, since you were the last one to talk, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it on you for just a second. You, as I understand it, came from a very long line of Aggies and committed to Texas A&M pretty early, right? Yes, I did. And my family goes back with my dad. He came here. Um, honest- Zane, that's Zane. Yeah, yep. Zane. Uh-huh. And he came here. We've been Aggies for my whole life. Uh-huh. And... My mom didn't go to A&M, but is, definitely has converted to being okay. an Aggie. All right. Um, and my oldest sister went here. She graduated. My middle sister's here and carried it on. So, All right. Yeah. And they, and they actually, they have, uh, they have a suite at, at Kyle Field and uh-huh. have had a suite for a long time over on the east side. And, uh, and they actually have a, they have a traditional really cool spot, uh, tailgating spot that they've been at for right there. Now, Spence Park, what was known as Spence Park, has right. now been renamed Aggie Park. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, so I the didn't. The actual, actual Spence Park is actually over by the uh, Sanders uh, Center with the core right. right over there. So now they've called where the behind the, the old president's house is Aggie Park. Well, theirs is right right there. It's pretty close to uh, what I think is the... Uh, is the band, there's a band monument, at Fighting Texas right, band right. monument, and they're right across the street from that. I remember being over there when they were doing setup. This might have been yeah. last year. It, yeah, it was before I came. When like, they right when they before. blew the horn, you know, and it's like the Oklahoma land rush as everyone goes <laughs> out into into Aggie Park to get their space and stuff like that. It was a crazy, and th- this is a, a ritual they do every week. So they have yeah. their okay. You take these and you take these, and I'll jump on the ground and you. Yeah, you <laughs> stay hardcore, the area. hardcore. Yeah. They're all in. They're all Speaking in. Speaking of Oklahoma land rush, <laughs> nice little segue there. Uh, did you know that you are part of a long line of fantastic Aggie players from Tulsa, Oklahoma? Did you know that? Were you aware of that? Not really. Yeah, this is we were Coach G and I were trying to count it up, and I think well, it, start, it started fifth, the right? first fifth team play? at least the first team we had Jenny Donaldson who was who was from from Tulsa. Then after that, Jessica Mowski came. Her mom was was real influential in Oklahoma in the Oklahoma Soccer Association. Um, and then, uh, obviously, uh, Emily Peterson was a huge, huge player right. for Lizzie, Lindsay Keister. Uh, and then, of course, we've got, you know, Jenna Byers right now right. and Katie. So is that six? I think that's six. So, yeah, it goes from, back. from Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's from Bro- Broken Arrow, which has become Tulsa. It's all grown together o- over the years. Besides, that's a cooler name anyway. I like Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I think yeah, that's it. I think, it. I think it sounds pretty cool. So you... You were also a basketball player, right? I was. It was so fun. <laughs> what what position? Um, well, I kind of did it all, kind of like soccer. I It didn't really matter because I'm kind of like a mid-size. Um, so I was a guard some games, some games as a post. But uh-huh. I just kind of dribbled past people and would pass it, and everyone else would shoot. So I had more <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times they call that a penetrating point guard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like some people would call that, yeah. All right, so what made you finally kind of decide to commit to uh, soccer as opposed to basketball? 
Uh, well, my freshman year, actually, um, I finished basketball, and then I actually quit after that year and was like, I'm going to focus on soccer. And then I ended up committing the summer after freshman year. So I was like, okay, I'll go back to playing basketball, too, since I know where I'm going and like right. I, can, I know I want to play soccer for sure. Right. So kind of around freshman year. So what made you decide to go to Texas A&M? Um, well, my club coach, he kind of told me about it because I had no idea anything about Texas A&M. And then I came to a camp, and I came to a few uh, games here, and I just immediately knew I wanted to come here. You know, it, that, I've heard that story a lot. You know, <laughs> you come down here, you get to yeah. experience it, and... Uh, and you get sold, yeah. you know, because, and of course you, Allie, I mean, you've been doing that for yeah. as <laughs> long as you can, re- yeah. as long as you can remember. Right. So what, so, so when was the first talking to Allie, when, when was the first time that you came to camp here? How, how young were you? I actually didn't come to camp until I went to two camps only, which is crazy. Cause you would have figured I had yeah. gone from the start, but I, my first camp was, between sixth and seventh grade. Yep. So I remember that, mm-hmm. and you and you were like the fastest kid in camp, and you were only <laughs> in the sixth grade. But um, and then you came back. You came back the next mm-hmm. year because what happens is a lot of times these these girls are so busy in the summertime when they're playing in ECNL games or now DA games around the country, national leagues, that uh, the summer is just crunched with preparation and games mm-hmm. and preparation and games. So. Um, Last year, I'll tell you a story. Last year, we were talking about uh, Phil Stevenson, our associate head coach, uh, as I understand it, was talking about, you know, camp and that, that Allie was going to get to work camp. And, uh, and she was like going, oh, yeah, this, this, this. He goes, yeah, you know, you'll make some pretty good money. And she was like, you get paid? You actually get paid to come and work camp? <laughs> I was hoping Phil was going to say, no, no, you don't get I, Did I say that? I didn't mean to say that. So. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't mean to That just goes to show, I mean, what the kind of person she was. She was just excited to be out there and be working with kids and and uh, and kind of do her thing out there. And the fact that you got paid, I guess, made it a little I know, bit better. Yeah, a little extra bonus. But. Yeah. So how has it gone for you guys? You, you guys both came here, uh, started in the spring, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So how, actually, Katie, why don't you tell the story about that? Because you actually had to do some, some fancy footwork to make, that, <laughs> to make that happen. So, so Katie was at Casha Hall High School, which is a private, uh, pri- very nice private high school in Tulsa. And, and then what did you have to do to graduate early? So we talked to all the administration, tried to get me to be able to graduate early, and there was just no way to do it, basically, we were told. Um, So I actually transferred my senior semester to Broken Arrow High School. um, Took Public school. Yeah, public school. uh, Took all dual enrollment classes and graduated. And so you actually graduated from Broken Arrow High School. I did, yep. Oh, okay. even, though, <laughs> even though she went all but one semester to Cashel Hall. <laughs> okay. All right. And so, and actually, I was the head coach at Cashel Hall in 1985 for the boys. They didn't have girls soccer oh, back then. Oh, that's crazy. So kind of small world. I did not know that. Yep. When I was when I was finishing up at at, T, at Tulsa, that was uh, the head coach for wow. the boys. I did not know that. Yep. Incredible. <laughs> so. Since you came here, you both started in January. I mean, what's kind of the, been the biggest adjustment that you've had to make in your life, either academically or soccer-related? I mean, what's, what's, what's the biggest adjustment that you've had to go through, you think? From, like, spring to now? No, from, like, prior high school before to coming to college. Okay. Um, 
I would say, I, I just think we've always had to juggle school and soccer. Sure. Um, but I'd feel, I feel now it's more on top of each other. And especially, I mean, in the spring it was different because we had four games. So kind of juggling everything was much easier. But now it's you miss school, you have to adjust to that, which in high school you don't really, in club you don't really, only for a few showcases you miss school sure, to do it. Sure. So I'd say that's a pretty big adjustment. And, of course, the level of play is so different than anything else. And I'll tell anybody that. <laughs> College is completely different than any other type of soccer high school club. But um, I'd say those are the Kenny, what about for you? Was that step up in play, step up in competition, sort of a big adjustment for you? Um, I think so. Like, you can – 100% tell the difference when you get to college than high school. But for me, probably the biggest thing would be kind of a lot of what you do revolves around soccer, like when you wake up in the morning, um, when you eat, all of that kind of goes around soccer. But you also obviously have to, like, keep up with your academics and stuff. But And, Katie, for you, you were, you were in the National Honor Society, right? In, in high school. In high school, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, so you've and and I know you guys both both of, both of these girls. Yeah, great and I was going to say, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in in the spring, you were just both of you just they killed. You it. know, were nailed. Thank you. Yep. I mean, so how is it now? You know, when you're when you're traveling, you got to have to you have to go on the road. You know, and you and you come across you come up. We're going to play a nationally ranked team uh, like last week in Provo, and you've got tests and assignments and all that stuff. How do you compartmentalize that? I mean, how do you, where, where, do you, where did you learn to do that? Um, I think high school, I mean, I know both of us came from great high schools that taught us a lot about handling multiple things and still being able to get schoolwork done. And I know in the spring, um, Katie and I both would try to get our work done as fast as we could so then we didn't have to worry about it in the last minute of, yeah. say, we had a test on a Thursday, we were already preparing a week or right, four days right. before, that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, that's my, I think that's my take on. Okay. I, I had, we had a quick question out here before we go to break uh, about had either of you ever played at altitude before and what effect, if any, did it have on you? And I asked Coach G about that before the game, about whether that was going to have a, an effect. And, and Coach, one of the things that you were told was, no, you go in, you, get, you come in late as possible, come in as early as possible. Exactly. You spend as little time there as possible. And, uh, and, and, and you don't mention it to the players beforehand. Yeah. Is right. another good way to not have them have any kind of effect of, of altitude. Well, well I, I can personally attest when, when I walked to lunch, it didn't affect me one way Perfect. or the other. So I, I was good. That cheesesteak went down just fine. It, it, it did. Yeah, I had no problem with it. Just want you to know. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to the Aggie Soccer Thanks, Hour girl. live from Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road. We are back at Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road, the Aggie Soccer Hour. I'm David Ellis alongside as Texas A&M head coach G. Guerreri. And uh, this is a segment where we talk a little bit about uh, the world of soccer and, exactly. and the world of women's college soccer. And yeah. It has been moving really fast lately. There's a lot of, uh, been a lot of big, big results, big upsets around the country. Yes, and first of all, the thing you're talking about moving really fast, 
We're getting we're starting conference play this week. I know we're halfway through the season. Yes, it is. It just flies by when you're playing uh, two games a week. But anyway, uh, we had Pepperdine beat Stanford. Well, we talked about that. You go, you go to Malibu. It's a hard place to play, and it's it's well it's well documented that it is a tough place to go in and play. And you know, we experienced that ourselves. You know, a zero zero against them. You know, even though we hit the post three times, all those things happened. Yep. Uh, the beautiful view was still there. All that stuff. Right. And uh, you know, and they got out, they got out of there with a zero zero draw with us. Now this past this past week, you know champions from just year before last Stanford comes in one of the top three teams in the country ranked number two in the country and uh and the wave beats them one nothing and yep. and it was a it was a crazy game the, the uh, Pepperdine goalkeeper played great the referee kept stopping the clock just to give Stanford a couple more chances I mean I think they stopped it <laughs> stopped it at least at least three times in the last two minutes and I I was texting with it with the Pepperdine coach afterwards I was like congratulations on the win wait the referees just called you back out for another five minutes because they want to give Stanford another chance. But it was, uh, you know, it was that kind. It was that kind of thing, and uh, good for them. They got they got the result. Uh, Arkansas, though, was the big one. Was the really big one. You know, yeah. The the, uh, the Hogs had uh, number one North Carolina come into uh, Vietnam, and they they suffered what happens to some people when they go and, and play uh, there in. In the, the home of the Hogs, it was uh, 2 nothing to Arkansas, and Arkansas absolutely deserved the win. They were opportunistic in the chances they took. They had more, ch- they had more chances. Um, they really kind of uh, they really snuffed out what Carolina did. They were very physical. They were very physical, but, and they put, the, they put a lot of defensive pressure on North Carolina. But North Carolina lost her composure. And, again, we know how this is. We, we for the first time in... 26 years we lost to Arkansas last year when we went there. Uh, we were 10, I think, 10-0-1 when we went in to play them last uh, last year at their place. And so I know exactly what uh, what Anson Dorrance and those guys were, were feeling when they uh, when they got there because Arkansas is a team you can't take lightly. Well, and the other thing is, is that I thought was not as impressive as that, but impressive nonetheless, is that Prior to that, Arkansas had come down to Waco and beat Baylor by the score of two to nothing, which is a hard place to play. Yep. And it's also a hard place to play when your next game is against the number one ranked uh, UNC at your place. At your place, and so you know you're trying to not to think ahead about that, and then uh, and they beat Baylor. I believe the score there was two to nothing, and then they travel back up and 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 on Sunday beat UNC, and of course, Argu- arguably their best weekend ever. Yeah, well, it is. It is their best weekend yeah, ever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, want to talk a little bit about a couple of other things. The Aggies uh, end up being ranked 13th uh, in the top drawer soccer poll. Uh, the coaches poll, they're ranked 15th. Most importantly, however, I would argue that in terms of people's opinion, is what the numbers say. And when it comes to seeding teams in the NCAA tournament and, well, first selecting the field for the NCAA tournament for the at-large part of the field and then seeding teams, the RPI, the Ratings Performance Index, Index, uh, is the paramount measure because it goes into your – it's math. It's math. It takes into account your winning percentage, the winning percentage of the of the teams that you that you uh, play play, and whether you play whether you play them at home or on the road, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. And, and as well as the winning percentage of the teams that the teams you play played. Yes, exactly. So, 
at any rate, and in that measure, the Aggies are ranked seventh in the country. Right. And that's a which very, would, very, very us, important measure. Which would make us a number two seed in the NCAA tournament if, uh, if the tournament was, uh, was tonight or tomorrow. It isn't. We still have, a lo- we still have half the season to go. But, um, you know, the key, the key to all this is the way we schedule. I mean, and I, yeah. I schedule specifically to put ourselves in a position to be number one in the NCAA tournament, but also in a, in a good position in the NCAA tournament. And the key to all of it is you have to play teams that win games. Yes. Period. You can't play Sister Mary's you know, school of the, uh, of the left-footed. You can't do anything along those lines. You've got to te- take on the teams that are going to win games. And, and that's what we've done. I mean, the, the teams that we've played, uh, you, you look at the teams that are in there, all of them have a good, solid winning percentage, um, including the teams that we still have on the schedule yeah. with uh, the SEC. The SEC has done outstanding. There's... I think the SEC has won almost 70% of their matches in the non-conference portion of the season. So when it comes time for us playing against each other, um, those, those games will be beneficial for everyone who plays because we're, you're always playing against somebody who has a winning record. And exactly. That's, that's and, really and, and A&M, the, the way the RPI works is, is that teams 1 through 40 are kind of in the top group, if you will, in terms of, the, in terms of the, the bonus points that you get for playing and beating those teams. And teams 41 through 80 are kind of in the second group and then everybody else beyond that well 10 of the Aggies opponents right now as of this date are in that top 40 group right so they would all be in the NCAA tournament yes if if it was a start and and what's interesting to me is that people don't think about this you sit there and I remember people ask me why are we playing Brown what's this who is Brown who is Brown why are they coming down here why are we playing them well not only that we played them 110 minutes to a 0-0 tie but their RPI is 12 right right now they're currently ranked 12th in the country in terms of RPI and so you know, you, ha- you have to kind of look at this. Santa Clara, wh- whom the Aggies beat, ranks 16th in RPI currently. And then we still got Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, all in the top Florida. 40, along with South Carolina and Florida, all in the top 40. So uh, great opportunities there for Texas A&M. So kudos on the uh, scheduling. And I had a quick question with that. We got a couple of minutes left before we go to a break again. But how do you schedule? I mean, how, how do you know? How do you know that, yeah, Brown, they're going to be pretty good. They're, they're, they're a team that we, we should play. Well, we do. When I say we, um, uh, Kurt Magnuson is, uh, is a math wizard, and uh, Lori Stevenson is a math wizard, and, uh, and I'm not. But, uh, but I, I enjoy strategy. And so a lot of what we do is we basically we just do our homework. We look at who, who teams, how teams have done over the last – five years we look at what the rosters are like how the roster is going to be in the year that we're talking about playing them are they going to be senior dominated are they going to be freshman dominated what's what do we anticipate them being like and uh and we go and i can tell you years this is years ago before the rpi really was in in play we played and beat in the same year we beat stanford we beat uh cal we beat wisconsin and we beat another team that is a traditional big-time powerhouse team and they all had bad years they all had losing seasons that year and if, if I had done my homework I would have seen that that uh that you know there were those teams all had just graduated big influential senior classes so 
since that, that was back in like 1996, I think, is when that happened. But so since then, you know, it's a real emphasis on doing our homework and getting things done. You know, it's it's very different than you know college football. College football, if you go undefeated in a in a less than stellar league, you are going to be be in the conversation to be in the final four for the college football playoff, which is crazy to everybody because they know it's not right. Um, but it is what it is. And so the SEC, who has to play a harder schedule just because they're all in the SEC, you know, it's, a, it's, it's apples and oranges. You're never comparing the same thing. And so what the NCAA has tried to do with the RPI is they've tried to come up with a mathematical system so that you could compare those apples, oranges, and bananas and see which are the ones that, that belong in the, uh, in the NCAA basket at the end. All righty, we're going to come back. And take a, we'll take another quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about Mississippi State and University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, whom we have the never Vaqueros played before. Will the Vaqueros. Town. Right. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to the Aggie Soccer Hour live from Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road. Back at Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road, it's the Aggie Soccer Hour with Texas A&M head coach G. Guerreri. And, uh, G, we want to talk about the, uh, before we get into the scouting reports on uh, Mississippi State and UT uh, Rio Grande Valley, I want to mention coming up on uh, the 26th, the 26th, Thursday, September 26th, a very special game. It is. It is our annual Turnit Gold game. And this is, uh, September is uh, Pediatric Cancer Month or Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. And I know MLS is doing a, a, big, uh, a big push on trying to raise money for research of fighting against uh, pediatric cancer. Well, we've been doing the same thing. The folks with the Turnit Gold Foundation, uh, based out of Houston, has done a tremendous job of raising much, much money to uh, help with the, uh, this fight against uh, the biggest killer of, uh, of young kids. And they say that um, a stadium of 70,000 is uh, killed every year by, uh, by juvenile cancer of kids around. And that's something that we want to try to uh, see if we can do anything to lessen that number and to, uh, to help out kids anywhere. And so for that particular game, we, uh, the team will be wearing gold as a, as a tribute, but we'll also be trying to raise money. They'll be tel- selling T-shirts this next game on Sunday night, as well as the game uh, next Thursday, $10 for uh, one of these gold T-shirts. The, they are a replica of our uh, Bumblebee shirts that you, you'll see us wearing when we play Kentucky next Thursday. And all the money raised for that goes directly to the Turnit Gold Foundation, which goes directly, 100% of it goes directly into the um, research research to help fight cancer for kids. So, again, that's Thursday, September 26th. Game time is 6.30 at Ellis Field right here on the Texas A&M it's $10 campus. for those tickets. Yeah. So, we come to the game on Sunday, and you can buy a shirt. I know that they're right behind. The, as you walk into the East Grandstand, that's where the shirts are. All right. Let's talk about uh, Mississippi State. You and I have, uh, have I've watched uh, film of them. Trying to get ready to broadcast that game. I know you and the rest of the coaching staff has watched film of Mississippi State. They're good. They're real good. Uh, you know, first-year head coach in uh, James Armstrong, who was the uh, the lead assistant coach uh, for Auburn for the last, well, as long as we've been in the league, and does a great job recruiting, also does a great job on the field. And uh, he's got he's got a team that is very, very athletic. Um, for the Before James got there, I mean, this was a team that banked everything on set pieces 
and it was almost like a circus act came to town. They needed to be playing the din 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 music as the game went on. And if you remember, our game against them last year came down uh, in the last, uh, last two minutes, a long throw in. Ball ends up bouncing around. One of their players sits on our goalkeeper. Uh, ball ends up at the back of the net, and it made it to where the last, the last minute was absolute chaos. And yes. it, was, it was craziness. And we, you know, we felt lucky to get out of it with, with a win, even though we were, we were cruising 2 nothing to that point. And, yeah. uh, and it made it tight. Well, they are, much, they are a much better team this year. They're a much better team. Uh, the key players, um, of their key players, uh, Michaela Waldner, who is their leading scorer with uh, five goals on the season, number 10 for them. And number 20, uh, Manigo uh, Carnley. Those two play as striker and attacking central midfielder, and they'll sometimes change roles and change positions in there. But they're both very dangerous, both very athletic, um, especially Waldner in the air. is uh, she's, not, she's not real tall, but she's got some big-time ups and is, is very dangerous. Um, Andrea Tyrell is uh, their key defender, does a great job on the back line for them. And then Nia Johnson kind of holds down the midfield for them and does, does a super job. And it, I've it, been impressed with number five, A.K. Ward, distributing the ball in the middle of the field. Yep. She's done a good job with that. And interestingly enough, Haley Zerbel, uh, number four, one of their defenders comes up and takes a lot of their throw-ins. She's got a flip, flip throw. throw. Yep. yep. So, uh, all right, uh, we're going to take another quick break here in just a second. We'll come back and uh, sprint to the finish with a few comments about uh, about uh, coming up this weekend. All right, you're listening to the Aggie Soccer Hour live from Rudy's Barbecue on Harvey Road. Welcome back to the Aggie Soccer Hour with Texas A&M head coach G. Guerrero. I'm David Ellis. Want to remind you, the SEC season gets underway this Thursday night at 7, uh, 7 o'clock from uh, Starkville, Mississippi. The Aggies will be taking on the Bulldogs over in Starkville. Uh, that game, you can see it on the SEC Plus Network as well as listen on 97.3 FM and RadioAggieland.com. Kurt Magnuson and I will have the call. Uh, hope you will join us. And then, of course, on Sunday at 6 o'clock, it is uh, the Aggies uh, versus the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley Vaqueros. And that game also on the SEC Plus Network and, and uh, 97.3 FM and RadioAggieland.com. And bringing the game to you on the radio will be Casey Atnip and uh, Valerie Wilson, who is here. She is uh, still, still... Uh, Walking around a with scooter. a boot on, she's but she's playing hurt, ladies oh, there's and gentlemen. No scooter. She she had one of those little uh, yeah. one of those little scooters. Now she's just regular crutches. So she's yeah. more dangerous actually with the crutches. Exactly. Uh, so uh, and they're doing a great job on the radio. Uh, now Spe- speaking of that, can I? I know this is only a second. If you go to w, if you go to learfield.com forward slash sync dash my dash game. You can actually figure out how you can watch the game and listen to the radio broadcast yes. at the same time and, and sync, listen to, and listen sync to you the guys. two up because a lot of times one of them is ahead of the other and it just has the instructions there on how to sync them up and it's very very simple. So, uh, all right, want to talk real quickly, G, about Sunday because it's uh, military and first responders appreciation. Uh, game here against uh, UT Rio Grande Valley again at 6 o'clock on Sunday the 22nd. So here's the deal. Two free tickets for active and retired military and first responders personnel in advance and on game day. 
Nice. Additional tickets are just $3 each. It's take a kid to the game uh, day as it is on Sunday, uh, game day Sundays uh, for soccer. One adult ticket. You can bring in up to four kids free. They're going to be giving away limited edition patriotic Adidas shirts. Uh, to the first 100 fans in the kids zone in the northwest corner of Ellis Field. Those are awesome, by the way. Yeah. They are the state of Texas. It has a, the state of Texas, Texas A&M logo, and it has the red, white, and blue. looks like a, a flag on it. It's awesome. And uh, we're going to have kids zone Sunday, as, as always, from 5 to 6 p.m. That's in the northwest corner of Ellis Field. Free entertainment for, for the kiddos, including inflatables, uh, a, a selfie station, face painting, balloon animals, all kinds of soccer fun going on down there. The first 100 kids get free popcorn <laughs> there in the kids' zone location. And then in game, as always, we've got the uh, Pool Guy Dizzy Noodle Race. We've got Rudy's, uh, the Rudy's Corner Kick Challenge, Whataburger Fry Shuffle, CC Creation Certs, uh, Dixie Chicken Saves, uh, Pepsi Zero Shutouts. We've got all kinds of things associated with, uh, with the game. It's always a lot of fun. And then we're going to have an Aggie Man Bugler there who will play the uh, national anthem for us. But the key us, so. is for people, get out to the game. It's, yeah. it's supposed to be cool this weekend. Yes. You, you bring your football ticket from Saturday from the big win over Auburn. You get into the game for free as well. So we need you out there. We need the 12th man out there. It is a huge home field advantage, but it's only a home field advantage if you come to the home field. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, again, Thursday night. Uh, 7 o'clock game time. We'll have the pregame show on the radio, 97.3 FM. That will get underway at 6.45. So, want to close out by saying thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. This is a copyrighted broadcast. It's an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under broadcasting rights granted by the Texas A&M University system. Reuse of this present presentation is prohibited without the express written consent of Texas A&M University and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are paid are provided by Learfield IMG College and Texas A&M University. That's Wait, we're supposed to be us. paid? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> we're out of here. For G. Guerrero, I'm David Ellis. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.